All right, everyone. Welcome to another edition of What's What BR. We have our friend Wes Watts with us again. Wes, how are you? Doing well, Brandon. Thanks for having me on, and uh, let's look forward to visiting with you. Doing great, man. Awesome. How about the weather, huh? It's amazing. It's one of the best times of the year, yes, indeed. As a golfer, man, this is other than the losing some days, some daylight at the end of the day. This time of year is, is man. I just want to go outside. That's I would if I could drag my desk out in the parking lot, I probably <laughs> would. That'd be a fun way to do it. Yep. So, for anybody who doesn't know, if you missed, Wes is coming a regular with us here to give us an update on what's happening over in West Baton Rouge and the school system over there. You're the superintendent. Um, What's happening? What's the uh, kind of what's state of the union over there? We're finally uh, we're, we're done with masks. Like, yeah, we're done. Are you guys done? Are we? Yeah, we're done. Been done. done man. We've been we've been done with them, but now we're officially like taking them off. And uh, you know, I guess the good news it's been a few weeks um, since the governor has made that proclamation, and you know, we're not having any issues in terms of the virus spreading any more than what it was before. Our numbers have been great for a while. And so we're just excited. And, you know, one of the one of the great joys of being a teacher is, is just seeing the faces of kids yeah. when they're smiling and happy. I mean, that's part of the reason we do what we do uh, is because we want to help kids and we want to see them enjoy school and the value of that. So it's just been fun. I've actually been able to get out uh, to schools more uh, recently than I had in a while. And we just try to be smart about the amount of time we were on campus before. But I, I know I miss it, and uh, it, it makes a difference when you're seeing kids' faces, man. When you see the smiles and you see their eyes light up, and there's nothing like it. No, that's at the end of the day, right? That's kind of what you signed up for. You didn't sign up to sit behind a desk and yep. you know push paper around. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. And it's, I mean, I got into it because I wanted to uh, into education. I wanted to help kids the way my coaches and teachers helped me, and. Um, you know, we're doing that every day, but you're missing that. You know, that was like, it would almost be like, I don't know, one of the things that you look forward to most at your job and just taking it away, right? It's just mm -hmm. something about the interaction with a student and those relationships that you build and seeing their faces. And, and part of it is reading their faces when maybe they're struggling. You know, for me, I just remember as a principal, even walking the halls of school, you were always looking for the kid that seemed to be something didn't seem right, right? Maybe the loner type kid and like to go and interact with them and try to encourage them and try to see if something, and I just always felt like that was a big part of what I did every day in trying to help kids. And when you don't see the face, you miss some of that. Yeah. No, it's, it's funny you mentioned the interact. It's, I dropped mine. I've got a 13 year old daughter who thinks she's 27. And then I've got a set of 18 year old, not 18, eight year old twin boys. And I run the carpool in the morning and I tell them, you know, every morning I'm like, Hey, make sure, you know, have a good day. Be nice to everybody, you know? And they're like, I am. I'm like, even be nice to that kid. You didn't want to talk to, Go oh, talk wow. to you know, yeah. on one kid, you know, that you don't want to talk to or didn't talk to. You know? And it's that mask, you know, and just with kid, you know, it does, you can't, you miss, you're missing half the face. You can't yeah. see, you know, that expression of, you know, do they get it? Or when you're, maybe the style of your teaching and, you know, the kind of the crack a smile or, you know, they kind of a little bit, you lose all of that. And you just got people staring at you. And so yep. you've got to, you know, it'd be like going, I guess it'd be like the, uh, I remember there was a guy that was doing some comedy over the stand up comedians were doing over zoom there. And when everybody was kind of back home and I was talking with the, he's a friend of mine and he was like, man, it's the hardest thing. He goes, because, half the time people didn't put cameras on and I didn't know if people were laughing or not. And I'm trying to do a set and I can't, I'm not, I read off the crowd. 
Yeah, you feed all Teachers are doing a lot of that. I mean, there is a little bit of a performance piece to a teacher, you know, in front of a group of people. Anytime you're doing that, there is a little bit of an element of performance. I mean, that's part of it. And so, yeah, you're reading people and you're feeding off of them. And I would just say this way, go try to date somebody and never you know, and have them wear a mask and you wear a mask all the time. See how that works out for you. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it might have worked for you. They couldn't see my face, right? It might have, might have opened up some opportunities. But in terms of getting to know somebody... You know, it's definitely a, a detriment. It impedes yeah, that. Yeah, no, I told somebody the other day, I, there is no way in the world I could go back to dating this day and age between the internet, between, you know, mask, yeah. between everybody knowing, between the find my phone, where are, there's no way in the world. Yeah. Like, I would, if something ever happened with my wife, I would just give it up. Yep. Like, what? Try. I didn't mean to go there, Brandon, but I was really just talking about the interaction with people feeding off. I think your comedy guy uh, analogy is perfect. Like you feed off each other, and that energy you feed off of it in your schools, and um, and we were we were missing some of that, and it's nice to have some of that back. It really is. And so, is that? You know, I would almost think now you could almost feel a little bit of that energy. You know, walking the halls, seeing the students, you know, the teachers, you know, coaches. Everybody's kind of. You know, we're not 100% back to normal, I guess, but it, we're, it looks like it, I guess. You know, we're kind of getting there. At the yeah, end of the we are. yeah, we are. And having some of the outdoor activities start the year was good. You were still having ball games and things like that. So that helped a little bit. But just the day-to-day, -day, you know, the work in the classrooms, um, just seeing that is, is has, we've made a big step by getting rid of the mask. I would also say now, though, as you we've gone along, that parents that were maybe still concerned to see that COVID is really still not spreading um because we took the mask off it's really it has to be comforting for them and that'll start helping things get back a little more normal also you know because there's still some concerns out there i'm sure that people have um but man we tracked those numbers our numbers have been amazing this year since that first week or so of school which the summer had a little surge at the end of the summer but since that time i mean it's been great we've had weeks where we've had one case weeks where we had none i mean it's, it's just been we track it you know every day but it's going really well right now. So that was nice because you, when everybody was back on edge when you took the mask off and yes. to see that it's, that things have maintained their safe um, condition, whatever you want to say, however you want to say it, it's, it, that's good too. That's going to help us moving forward. That's awesome. So tell me, any news in the district, anything new kind of coming out? Um, obviously things we've talked to, you know, we beat the mask to death, but you know, anything, you know, happening coming up you know we've got you know performances happening anything you know coming into spring are we getting ready we're about to hit halfway through this year which to me just seems amazing that we're there you know yeah. when the school year done with the year 2021 but yeah. any news anything going on that you can yeah, take up off the top of your head yeah uh, question i know that's your yeah question. it is because there's, there's a lot going on i would say uh man it's hard to believe we're almost through this first semester um one of the cool things that we have going on right now, we've been working on for a while, is uh, we're putting out something that's called a cradle point. And it all kind of was kind of burst through COVID. And we went one-to-one -one as a district. So every student has a Chromebook. Every every teacher has a Chromebook. But one of the things that you find out is, is you know, the, the digital divide, that there's still a lot of places in our district, in our parish, that didn't have access uh, to the internet. And so... You can have a device, but that device doesn't do you any good if you don't have access. And so what we did is right. we, we did a map and found clusters of places in our parish 
where students and families didn't have access to the internet. And we devised something that's called a cradle point. It's similar to a hotspot, but it's yeah, not yeah. yeah. And uh, what exactly it, what you're talking about? Yeah, we've sure. we've uh, we have 58 of them that we have purchased, and we we design uh, my IT department is amazing. I'll say this: I have the best IT department in Louisiana. I'll just put that out there. And they even they built a little uh, customized a box to cover it because you'll go and you install it, say at a trailer park that maybe they don't have access to what internet. You install the cradle point; it shoots through the trailer park. Now everybody has access to their school materials. They can't get on the internet per se. Because they can't go now and get Netflix and HBO. They can't do all those things because we're paying for the service. But they can access anything that they would uh, need for school. They can access it all now. And uh, we, we're putting those out. It's just been really, we have a, a, a nonprofit that's helped us install them. We had to work with Energy, the Public Service Commissioner, Dr. Green, and his office really helped us get some of those things done because we're going to attach them to public polls. Until oh, we so you're going through the... You've, you've having the, the make ready charges for the poles, getting energy ready to accept. I've been down that road before. Yeah, yeah. So it's not their device, and you know, by you know, for their legal department, hey, we can't put anything on here that's not our device. We work with the Public Service Commission. We work with Energy. They came. They found a way. We put. We're responsible for the device. All they had to do is provide power for us, and mm -hmm. we we're attaching. We're doing all the labor. We're attaching. It's really a pretty cool deal if you think about it that we're able to provide now you know, access to our schoolwork for kids if something happens uh, where they have to go home or just to go do your homework. So we're putting them in parks. Uh, we're putting them in clustered areas of whether it be a trailer park or a cluster of homes that still don't, because we still have a pretty a pretty significant rural uh, population here. You know, when you get out in the green fields out in the north part of our parish, um, that internet, just the Wi-Fi just hadn't got there yet. You know, the cabling hadn't got there. Uh, and it's, it's just really exciting to be able to do that and provide that for our for our people. That's amazing. That's a, I know exactly the device you're talking about, and I know from firsthand putting things onto utility poles and being somebody who, in a previous life, you know, would run fiber <laughs> into the ground and do those things. That is no simple task. Trying yeah. to do fifty, you know, working with the PSC. Sounds like you got somebody good helping you, but it can they can be difficult. Energy sometimes can be difficult, and everybody's got to make sure. And it's not that anybody's being difficult on purpose; just everybody's got to make sure that, like their stuff is, you know, boxes are checked and things have gone the right way. And it wasn't like they didn't want to help us, but there's some legal challenges to it that they had to be. I mean, they have to have. I mean, they have liabilities too, right? And they just couldn't take those. Mm -hmm. So we had to work through some of those things, but they worked with us. Uh, yep, and that's uh, yeah, just something I'm just. Uh, uh, I'm really excited about. We also have a, a software package that we've installed recently. That's um, I hate to just go this route. I won't say a whole lot about it, but it's a it's a it's a gun detection through artificial intelligence um, that oh. we've installed, and it will it will detect those things outside of our school buildings uh, if something's visible. And it's just something that we have I came across. It's uh, called Zero Eyes, and uh, without getting too deep into it, but I'm pretty excited about that just because it's. Um, it's another layer of protection. It's one of those things I hope we never use. The key to school safety is relationships with adults and students. That's the key to everything. It's just another You know, we can't sit in front of our cameras and watch them all day long. But this artificial intelligence has a little alert built into it that will alert us within seconds. Wow. Uh, That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, it's pretty Technology. cool. Technology. I'm a big tech guy. I love it. And so but just when you can see it get brought into a practical purpose, 
you know, where it's actually useful, you know, yeah. on some things. That's where I get real excited about it. Uh, yeah, somebody these, sent me. Yeah. No, I was just saying these were some retired Navy SEALs who do, who have developed this. They wanted to do something to help, and wow. they are the founders of this this company. And yeah, well, off, offline one day we can talk some more about this. Uh, you know, you don't put out uh, school safety secrets a whole lot, but uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, so no, that's. I saw one time, uh, not too long ago, the, everybody remembers the Google glasses that, you know, people yeah. putting on and it was kind of like, what, you know, where's the practical, like, do we really need this? And I read an article not too long ago that, um, this was, I guess, pre COVID everything's flying by, but over in London in the theaters, someone they had adapted to where you could put the glasses on that if you were deaf, and it had real life subtitles that would go underneath the actors Absolutely. as they walked around the stage that you could see through the Google Glass. Wow. Now that's and so that's pretty impressive. So I bring it up not just to say that that was, you know, I'm sure they're doing stuff with it and it's going, but like that's where the technology goes to where, you know, we have uh, we have the Louisiana School for the, you know, the deaf, you know, mm -hmm. here to where, you know, you a lot of these kids you have to make special accommodations for and be able to work, but Maybe that's a technology that comes down the road to where we might have a you know kids in class where it's be a regular class and they've got something like that to where it makes it a little bit easier for them to be you know kind of with the group. So, so we're we're really I mean the English the English language learner those who English is not their first language that would that might would be a huge help. And now I didn't even think of that. Yeah. And, starting to connect what somebody is saying in there, you know, because you can't just shut down and teach them one way. You have to merge the two. You have to blend the two. That might be a great way of doing that. Uh, man. I, anybody we just on that. I was going to say, yeah, we need to follow the patent. We're going to air this right now. We're going to send it off. To <laughs> Let's go check it out. We'll get this taken care of yeah. first. Yes, I like we that. Yeah, we don't want to reveal that. But, I mean, seriously, that could be something that would be really helpful. Absolutely. Well, one thing I did want to bring up is, you know, I know you necessarily wouldn't bring it up, but, you know, congratulations are in order for you um, winning the superintendent of the year. Right. This is the group where all the different regions across the state will actually go through and nominate a different, you know, who they think, you know, is the superintendent of the year for the state of Louisiana. And you've won. You're the guy. You're the number one in the state right now. <laughs> I don't know if I'd say it that way, but I was selected at least, uh, yeah, for that honor. So as a state superintendent of the year, so yeah, man, I consider it a, a great honor. I work with the superintendents across the state all the time, and the work that they do, you, you know, sometimes you go and you're okay, I could see that, but then you see what they're doing. Sometimes I just feel like, dang, I'm not doing anything compared to what somebody else is doing, you know. But it's really, really cool to be honored by your peers, you know. So each region nominates a, a superintendent and then they and then they have a, a panel that goes through and and makes a selection from those nominations so yeah really honored uh to represent the state of louisiana as the superintendent of the year really am so. well congratulations on that and everything and i think you know kind of with that one of the things i wanted to bring up in case somebody had watched you know the previous episode or seen but something that you were the first person that ever brought it up to me was, you know, the fact that we need teachers. And I think you've, you know, connected this dot and I've been talking to people about it all the time to where it's, 
it's hard to get some of these teachers in. But then the ones, you know, if you go talk to, you know, a guy, you go talk to a doctor, he talks about how great things are. You know, yes, you should go be a doctor. If you go talk to the guy who's a welder, he's working at the plants, about how great his job and you need to come do this. But you connected the dots where we haven't heard where our educators aren't doing that. They're saying, yeah, you could be a doctor, you could be a lawyer, you could be anything you want to be, but they never list education in that list of, you know, things to do. And yeah, I think we do a great job of um, recruiting folks for every profession but our own. And uh, I mean, it's just just the way it is. And I don't know if it was intentional. I really don't think it was intentional. It was like, um, in some ways, it's almost demeaning to our disrespectful to our profession is almost, Hey, you need to go do something more than what I'm doing. It's, it's kind of the, almost the message we're sending yet mm-hmm. the job that we do, the impact that we have, it's, it's unsurpassed. I mean, we don't have doctors and lawyers without teachers. Right. And so I just really think we got into a negative space of talking about education and, and, you know, you bring something, a great point up because my frustration for at first was just the media uh, anybody that just wanted to bash public schools, our schools are failing. And I'm sitting here seeing the work that our teachers do every day and say, you need to come walk with me and see what these teachers are doing and see if you feel the same way because they're not. Yeah. And they'll understand accountability and there's measures that are in place and you have to quantify some things, but we're not, those things aren't always what they seem. We're not, when we're comparing ourselves to other states, even I just want example, our ACT score is not great right now, but not and compared to the other states. But we test every kid in high school. Every student has to take the ACT in Louisiana. That's not the case with every state. And so other states may only take those students that are college bound and test them on the ACT. And now we're comparing ourselves to them. So, and I'm not saying we shouldn't test everybody. You know, there's a debate on that. But I'm just saying we're not comparing apples to apples all the time. Mm -hmm. There are some measurements that are that we have to improve on. I'm not saying we don't need to improve. I'm just saying, so my frustration was directed at all of those things. And then what I finally realized was, you know what? I had a staff meeting and said, how many of you of my senior level staff members would encourage your kids to go into education? And I think I was the only one that said I would, you know, and I realized, that, okay, we have a problem. We need to change this. Uh, we have to change the narrative. We actually have started something because of that called Educators Rising where we're literally recruiting students in high school to go through a two years of coursework, like one class, one year, their junior year, and one their senior year. And we're encouraging them to go into the field of education. At the end of year one, just by one teacher recruiting students and saying, we think you would be a great leader. Five students Mm -hmm. received scholarships to colleges of education, three to Southeastern and two to LSU in one year. And it's like, okay, this is something we need to latch on to. This is something we need to do. If we're the, the, if we want to, everybody talks about fixed education. I don't know if it's completely broken, but if we want to make it better, there's one way to do that. And we need to put better people in front of our students each and every day, better leaders, better teachers. But we're not just going to do that if everybody considers teaching that other profession if you can't do anything else. And if we don't mm-hmm. change that, then we're not going to get our best and brightest to go into the field of education, right, to do better by our students. And Finland has the greatest, supposedly, they're the number one ranked uh, education system in the world, I believe it is. I'm pretty sure, but they are lined up to be teachers there. That that the teaching profession in that country is considered like on par with being a doctor or a lawyer, if not above it. It's like they're held in such high esteem that everybody wants to be a teacher. I just wow. think there's something. That, 
I had this after you and I had talked about this on you know the show. I talked with some. I was talking with some friends, and we were talking about it. And a lot of us are really into tech, and we were saying that we think that the school system, and I'm not in it, and that's why I don't mean if I say this the wrong way, but it's like there's so much what I believe innovation that's going to be coming to the school system, the way the classroom physically looks, the way that, you know, the, the tools that teachers have now, like it's, it's like, not only can you be in that technology, you know, or in that classroom and helping, you know, be part of those kids' lives, but also it's going to change. You know, I talked to the library system and, you know, the EBR library system, and they say, you know, one of their, their unofficial slogans just, we're not your grandparents' library anymore, you know? <laughs> and so it's, I see that also, and that's the discussion we were having, that there's going to be so many things changing from, you know, when I was in school, it was a chalkboard. And then when my younger sister was in, it was a whiteboard. And then now it's a smart board. And so it's, it's evolving to where you're going to see a lot of advances, I think, in education, like we were just talking about, like maybe it's, you know, Google Glasses and yeah. the speeds underneath and, you know, homework assignments being, you know, you used to be able to lie to your parents and say, no, we don't have any homework. And they yeah. just had to go roll with it. Now I can pull my kids' homework up on my phone. So there's a lot of technology happening in that education space. So if you like that, you want to be a part of that and be innovative, this is a place you can do it, yep. you know, in education, I think. Yeah, no doubt. And I think um, the key to that, the key to that, and I'm glad you brought that up because that's another another one of my soapbox um, topics, um, is that the resources are there, the technology is great, but it cannot do the teaching for you. We've spent a lot of time working with our teachers on that technology is a resource. It's like having, it's, it's the old textbook, it's a resource. It can We cannot just put students in front of a computer and say, okay, look at this, we are... We are high tech. We are exposing our students to all this new technology and expect them to learn just by sitting in front of a screen. It's not going to happen. There will be some things that they learn. But the interaction with a teacher is still the most critical part of a student's education. And that's research-based, by the way. I'm not just throwing that up. Um, and we actually brought a guy in. His name is Weston Kiesnick. He wrote a book called Bold Schools. And it is bold, the blending of the old with the new. That's why it's called mm -hmm. Bold Schools. And it really talks about making sure we understand that technology is a resource, but that the interaction with the teacher is still paramount to a student learning. And we have to blend those two. We have to bring those things together in a smart and strategic way if kids are going to really learn like they should. And I think this guy's, you know, you brought in, you know, obviously nobody wrote a book, but I think we all, if we didn't learn that last year, yeah. I don't think anybody, we weren't paying attention. I can remember, you know, my daughter, like getting a list of, you know, like the email came through. It literally, me, you've talked to me a number of times on the show. I have to have editors proof anything that leaves the outside walls of my office because I can barely speak English, much less, you know, write it. Right. And then one of the assignments that came home with her was, it was Latin. Like, dude, like, how am I going to teach Latin? <laughs> I can't read it. You know, I don't know if she's telling it to me correctly or right. not. It's like, where's the teacher? Yep. Like, I have to have this teacher. And it's an amazing point. It's you can't just dump it all into some program and say, here, watch some YouTube videos and get this. Yep. You've got to have that interaction. And I think what's also important, and you touched on a little bit, you know, I've got there's probably two, and I think everybody tells this story, but I've got like two teachers, you know, one primarily that like, 
made the difference, like pulled me out of the ditch. That you know, was the end of the day. And, you know, there's, there's two pretty close, but there's one. And, and to this day, you know, I'm 25 years removed, you know, from this. And I think uh, literally right before COVID and all that, we, you know, met to go have, you know, dinner one evening and, you know, we still kind of kept in yeah. touch and you know, we still tried to here and there, but it's, there's, I don't remember, you know, I don't mean my baseball coach, maybe I, you know, was, you know, but it's that interaction. It's that daily interaction, you know, with, of, Hey, you helped me see things. And you know what? You taught me so many things that weren't even in the book. So, Without a doubt. I mean, it's, we're human beings, by the way. Uh, we're not, you know, robots. We were created for relationships. That's how we're designed, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's so much more learning that goes on in schools, especially today and with technology, because now it's not just about the knowledge that you attain. Like we used to have to learn things and memorize them because we didn't have access to them like that. I mean, I wanted to go research them. I had to go find encyclopedias. My grandmother had the only encyclopedia set in the area, so we'd go to her house, or you had to go to the library. Now you just pull your phone up. You can find any data or amount of facts that you want. The key now is what are you doing with that information? How are you interacting with it? But the other piece of that in education is how do we interact with other people? How do we deal with adversity? How do we deal with failure? You know, how do we deal with success? Um, What do we do with that information? And so uh, it's still learning is still a human interaction event. And it's not just uh, education is not just the attainment of knowledge. We, this is we've narrowed it down to two things in our school system, mainly because I'm just a simple guy, right? I can only handle a couple of things, Brandon. So one is is academic excellence, just about what high quality instruction. We need great teachers in front of our kids. But the second piece of that is just development of character. I mean, you can be the smartest person in the world if you don't have any work ethic, if you don't have the, any social skills, if you don't have any integrity, you're not going to be as successful as you possibly could be. Um, and so we just think the merging of those two, those two things are critically important and they don't just happen by immersing yourself in technology, you know? And so it's, I just believe that, that one teacher, we, and I'll just say this, the key to students' education is having really that one adult, that one caring adult that really believes in that person's ability to succeed. Just like for you, just like for me, that one teacher that you say pulled you out of the ditch. For me, it would be just kind of, I had a great family. I was lucky that inspired me to do more, right? We all need that person. It's, and it's funny you mentioned, you know, the soft skills, the life skills. You know, I think that's one of the things that a lot of, you know, kids now are missing. It's, you know, they've gone head down. You know, I had, we had someone who came in to work with us on our sales team, you know, here at one time and, Unfortunately, you know, she didn't make it very long, but like it was, I remember having a conversation sitting in my office, you know, it was like, Hey, did you get in touch with so-and-so? I, I've been fine. I can't find him. I've done everything. I'm like, what do you mean? You've done like, I've reached out to him on Twitter. I've sent something on Facebook. I've texted him five times, you know, I've emailed him 20. I'm like, did you call him? Did you go by? And they're like, oh. and I'm not, they were literally, Oh, I didn't think about that. Wow. I'm like, you didn't think just maybe drop by the front desk and, you know, just say, hey, you know, wanted to come see you. And I think that's, you know, I see that in my own kids, you know, yeah. to where it's, you know, they sometimes they get so knee deep and it's like, just, you've got a question for somebody, call them. You don't have to text every time. And I think that's where you're going to learn that from these good teachers, the ones that care. And there's not a, 
chapter on do I respond with a text or do I respond with a phone call? That's the soft skill that you've just got to learn. And that's the one those teachers that care to say, hey, we're going to cover this a little bit here. You know, here's the difference. And it's not in the chapter today, but hey, we're going to learn something outside the book. So. Yeah. Think about the, the misinformation that happens because there's no inflection in a text or an email. Right. <sighs> Uh, and just so you it happens all the time i read it and all right what, what are they saying am i reading it the right way or am i not and so you end up calling them anyway all right hey mm-hmm. respond, you know what, what are you getting at here so human interaction is just critical um you know love cannot be transferred through a device and i just yeah. i'm a believer in that we have to love these kids and uh if we're going to help them be all that they can be and i think that and i'll round this out with back to where you said now that we've got mask off it's that teacher who says that one thing and can see out of the corner of her eye or his eye that teacher that cracks the smile just enough to let the teacher know that that one crack of a smile could change the whole day for the teacher and they go i connected with them finally uh, and then that's gonna that brings them right back the next day and it's so, unbelievable eye contact i will tell you this Brandon. one of the and i would just say it was one of the things that i'm I, I kind of learned it, but it was this, probably a gift that I had. I, guess, I hate to say it that way, but we're just in, I'll just, I, I look back to being on duty, say during lunch shifts and things like that as a high school principal and assistant principal and kids everywhere. And you see something kind of going, that's all right. It's probably not the way. And you're not yelling. You don't have to run over there. You just make eye contact with them and kind of look at them like, Hey, you sure you won't do that? And you do it with a smile on your face and like, mm, you know, where that's head is not good. And then they change and you're not yelling at them and you're not, you're, but you're correcting behavior, but you're doing it through eye contact. All right. Yes. And you cannot do that with a mask on. So yeah, that's a great point that you make. Well, well, I tell and kind of round us out every time you've always got more important things to do than talk to me. So I appreciate <laughs> you making some time. And it's uh it's been fun i'd love having you come on we always have a good conversation about what's happening and get a chance to kind of get a pulse on where things are so i really do appreciate it and congratulations on superintendent of the year that's a big deal i know you don't want to talk about it but i'll keep doing it so yeah. well, i appreciate that I, I love talking about this because it, i'm passionate about it and what just visiting with you about these things it really kind of draws me back to what i do why i do it and sometimes you get so busy you forget those things so i appreciate you having me it allows me to kind of kind of reset, right? I need to yeah. reboot. I need to go in public, public in the current terms, right? It allows me to reboot and say, okay, I'm not doing those core things that I really believe in. So I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you, Brandon. Absolutely. Well, thank you for spending some time with us and we're going to do it again as usual. All right, man. Sure. Good to it. All right.